0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Thursday, December 12th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, what's going on?
1: Uh, Not a lot, uh, to be honest. I'm sorry. I wish I had a more exciting day to tell you about, but no, no, sir. (laughs) Um, Pat Narduzzi had himself a day. He did. I'm excited to tailgate with him uh, in the future. That's the only takeaway I had out of that entire thing, is that he, when he retires, he will be tailgated at Spartan Stadium. His word, his word only. Uh, can't wait to take a fireball shot or two or fifteen with him. It's gonna be good. I'm uh, I'm sure the the pit fans
0: love reading that. That his heart is 100% still in East Lansing.
1: <laughs> Why lie about it? I mean, you know, right, you're who right, are you gonna upset? Right. They, they get 16 people per game. I mean, it's it's whatever. Yeah, that's
0: that's fair. Yeah, I thought um, so. <laughs> on uh, yeah, Pat Narduzzi shockingly defended his best friend Mark uh, D'Antonio to the uh, Detroit area media that caught up with him at the the Quick Lane Bowl, or it must have been a, a teleconference. But yeah. Or no, it was the press conference for the, uh, the,
1: the a conference yeah. of some sort. Yes, yes.
0: Some Pat Narduzzi was
1: speaking and spoke
0: glowingly about Mark Dantonio
1: around a microphone. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. That's not what we're here to talk about. No. What we
0: are here to talk about today is um, assistant compensation
1: mm-hmm.
0: for football. That's going to make a lot of us mad. Uh, we're going to talk about basketball uniforms as well. So that'll be fun. And then uh, we will talk some MSU hockey in the third segment. I'm going kick to Matt, kick Matt out and welcome in Nathaniel Bott from the Lansing State Journal who covers the hockey team to get our monthly hockey update. So I'll miss good you. show, Matt. I'll miss
1: you. I'll miss you during that segment.
0: I will not miss you. I will really enjoy talking to someone with actual information.
1: Oh, that's got to be very refreshing for you. Yes.
0: It is. Yeah. like I, Sometimes I just like hit up people in their DMs and be like, can you just? Give me a, give me some something smart. Anything. Say something smart. It just
1: anything. A, a, a number if that makes sense. Just anything. <laughs> uh,
0: before we get going, Matt and I are doing a bull pickum, a locked on Spartans bull pickum through ESPN's, uh, like whatever it is, Capital One bull pickum. I've got it on my Twitter feed. I'm tweeting it out at least once a day. Uh, Matt, you should do that too. <sighs> yeah yeah um oops <laughs> so jump in jump into our bowl pick there's like eight more days i think until the bull season starts confidence pool play against us and um i'm trying to get a small prize for the winner no promises but you know something like 20 bucks worth of whatever Um trying to do that no promises but again trying to do it join the bowl pick um also Still taking requests on movie descriptions to try to stump
1: Matt. Oh, haven't. Still doing this. Yeah. Okay.
0: Still doing that. Send me uh, a DM on Twitter or email Spartans at gmail.com. Just like a vague two line description of a popular movie to uh, try and stump Matt. I'll just sprinkle them in randomly at different times during episodes. Uh, so send those my way uh, on Twitter or at email. All right, Matt, you ready?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm I'm just staring <laughs> at the list of uh assistant pay totals for the entire Big 10 and just wondering where it all went wrong. But not really wondering. We know where it all went wrong. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> yeah, so it is Michigan State and you can read uh I got a
0: a lot of good information up at spartanswire.usatoday.com. Story I wrote uh on Wednesday Michigan State football assistants rank third in Big 10 in combined compensation. So, uh for a number of years i think it's been a very fair complaint that michigan state is very hesitant to fork over money for assistance Mm -hmm. yes um pat narduzzi had to threaten this is something that's not really remembered pat narduzzi was a foot out the door oh yeah trying to get more money that he absolutely deserved Mm -hmm. before they would finally he was making like 300 something thousand dollars um and then they bumped it up to 500, and then again, deservingly bumped it up to just under a million dollars, 905 thousand um, dollars, for the 2014 season. His last at Michigan State, and that was a fight, and that was for like a Broyles finalist, like assistant. Oh of the yeah. Year, oh yeah. Um, Bonafide, for sure, going to get a Power Five job somewhere. Architect of one of the best defenses in the country for consecutive seasons. Um, so that's been a thing. Michigan state not paying assistance um but when you look at this 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 says otherwise doesn't it Matt
1: yeah this beats a lot of people's narratives into the ground and uh we'll, we'll get into it here's here's what
0: you need to take from this here's why it's all a it's all a ruse right mm-hmm. so Penn state's not in this list we gotta we gotta say that. And I don't think this is a hot take, but I think Penn State probably pays their assistance more than Michigan State.
1: You could comfortably put them at at least three, yes, yeah, I think
0: they're Ohio state's at six point two nine five million Michigan is just over six million. I think Penn state's probably somewhere in the five million range. Michigan state is at four point nine million mm-hmm. um so third Penn State is able to hide their salaries because they pay them out of a private fund instead of the school's public budget um which is sneaky and sketchy but that's how they do it um so yeah Penn State doesn't isn't subject to public records requests so that's why they're not on this list so Michigan State at 4.9 million suggests like hey they they pay their assistants pretty well that's that's pretty good right <sighs> on the surface yep On the surface, it looks that way. But if you dig just a little bit deeper, you don't even have to dig that far. It's not really the the case. You just got to remember what
1: happened last offseason. That's all you got to do.
0: Yeah. So first, um, yeah, it's nice to have the third or fourth highest paid staff um, in the conference. You would like the third or fourth best coaching (laughs) in the conference to correlate uh, with that. You can look and be like, wow, we, we pay some assistance, and look what we got for it. Yep. Look at all that success. But
1: not so fast. Here's
0: <laughs> not so fast, my friend. Here's why Michigan State is at number three or four. Um, they do not have an upper class. This is like an easy way I, I've sort of explained it. They don't have an upper class mm-hmm. in uh, in the Michigan State assistant coaches. Um, but every single member is in the middle class.
1: <laughs> yep. Everyone's making but, about like what four hundred to six hundred thousand. I mean Yep. So excellent. Um
0: eight of ten uh staff members make between four hundred and six hundred thousand dollars. Mike Trestle makes seven hundred and fifty, and uh Don Treadwell makes like three fifty, something like that. Okay. Um maybe it is I think she might be three eighteen. So Dave Warner, Jim Bowman, Mark Staten, um, all were sort of demoted last year. And then who who else was? There was one more. Um,
1: oh, I can't think of it. I'm
0: sorry. He went from receivers to backup defensive backs. Oh, totally blanking on his name. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. Yeah, uh, I should know it. Um, four offensive assistants were demoted in position last year, but were not demoted in salary. So you've got a quarterback coach making a half million dollars. You've got an offensive line coach making $560,000. Uh, you've got a tight ends coach making four hundred uh and like $60,000. Um, so that's kind of where the gap gets made up. Michigan State's assistants made $4.1 million uh, in 2018, and they got a raise collectively of $800,000. So... <laughs> Um, not ideal when you dig into it and the reason they are at that high of uh, a number compared to the rest of the conference is because there's been no, literally no turnover. Yep. Um, every single year the, the pay has gone up or stayed the same when roles decrease. And that's not the case at Nebraska or you know, anywhere else really where Any you're bringing program. in people yeah. you're switching in. Someone is a new, okay, this person is going from a GA to an offensive line coach. It's their first year. It's their, they're coming from a group of five school. They're, they're getting a big promotion and their former D2 coach, they're coming here to be our tight ends coach. They're going to start at 250 grand. They're going to start off at 175 grand, which is what, like, if you look back, like Michigan state's coaches kind of started in that range. And if, You stay somewhere over a decade, and every single year you get an 8% raise or a 10% raise, you're going to go from $250,000 to a half million dollars relatively quickly. And so it's not a case of Michigan State finally forking out money um, for for big-time staff payments. It's more of a case of just, well, you've been here a long time, and you get gradual raises every single year, and eventually those numbers are going to go up.
1: Uh, first off, Terrence Samuel. Is, uh... Terrence
0: Samuel, thank you. Yeah, my God, what a name fart. Yeah, uh, I, I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, Terrence Samuel. We're both. But yeah, he gets games, demoted yeah. to backup or assistant defensive backs coach, making three hundred and eighty thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, and number two, uh, yeah, it, like uh, I know I've talked about this before. It's a helpless feeling. What do you think's going to happen? You think Beekman's going to get in there and be like, uh, "Hey, you got to cut this guy, this guy. Work your money a little better. We're giving you four point yeah. nine million dollars. We can't have this evenly dispersed. A month. Uh, eh, we'll call it anywhere between six to eight, possibly nine stooges uh, in the coach's room. Uh, <laughs> maybe like let's get some good coaches for our four point nine million dollars. But again, won't, yeah. won't happen. So, and yeah. that's why I'm sad all the time. So
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> here's just like a a breakdown like so iowa is fourth right right. similarly they're 4.7 million they're right behind michigan state Mm -hmm. iowa has two coaches they're offensive defensive coordinators both make more than mike tressel mike tressel's michigan state's highest paid assistant there are 16 or 15 coaches in the big 10 who make more than michigan state's highest paid coach Mm -hmm. um illinois is paying someone more iowa has two people um Maryland has, uh, a person making, I think $800,000. So that's, uh, oh. yeah, <laughs> eight, listen, eight schools, at least eight, mm-hmm. probably nine. Cause Penn state yeah. have an individual assistant that's a, that has a higher base salary than Trestles Trestles, $725,000. Um, yeah, like there's a handful of guys making a million dollars in the conference. There's a ton of guys making between $800,000 and $900,000 in the conference. There's like five people at Ohio State making nine hundred dollars to a million. Uh, both of uh, Michigan State's offensive and defensive coordinators. Don Brown's at $1.5 million. Josh Gaddis, one year on the job as an OC, $1.1 million. Then um, and, and that's how it shakes out. So Iowa, for example, has... Uh, their offensive and defensive coordinators both make more than Trestle, but only four total assistants make more than three hundred and ninety thousand dollars.
1: It's working. I mean Yeah. Yeah. See.
0: Michigan State has eight assistants making between four hundred and six hundred thousand dollars.
1: Stealing money. Just <laughs> just robbing. Robbing yeah.
0: money. <laughs> Here you go. Maryland's two coordinators, Scotty Montgomery and John Hoke, make a combined one point four five million dollars. I think it's eight hundred thousand and then 645,000. So pretty, they earned all that salaries. money in the
1: first two weeks against Howard and Syracuse. They, yeah. they just that's, cashed those checks in that's, immediately. After. Yeah, That's
0: <laughs> that's Maryland. Um, and every other member of the staff makes $375,000 or less minimum wage minimum wage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's how it normally shakes out with, with assistant pays. You got your high paid coordinators, um, you got your positional coaches who are making significantly less. Maybe longer tenured, better guys are making a little bit more, um, but you should have new blood kind of moving in and out, um, making lower salaries that keep, not here that suppress the, the the entire group and allow you to pay big bucks for the guys who really uh, are in charge of these things. And that's just not how it operates at Michigan yep, State. We're kind of program. Yep. Just you just have a collective and. Yeah, I, I, continuity works until it doesn't, right? Yeah, and it's not. So yeah, and you're just searching for searching for answers that uh, might not 4. be four point nine so yeah. million dollar answers. Yep. So that is, I know that was a lot of me talking, but yeah, that's up. If you want to read more, Spartanswire dot USA Today dot com. Let's uh let's talk about something fun. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's talk about uniforms. Hey. So that was the first time you interrupted a transition moment with a, a sound.
1: It it felt like blowing uh, a no hitter in. You've been doing really well. I for like I know weeks. that that felt like an eighth inning no hitter <laughs> blown right there. <laughs> a, but you had to throw in an A. Yeah, felt It was right.
0: worthwhile. It was a worthwhile contribution. Oh, I made it count. Yeah. So um, I ranked basketball uniforms. Did you read the, my rankings?
1: No, because I figured we'd talk about it, and I don't okay. want to be swayed by the Will Hunter opinions. All right, give me. Um, let's do this. Okay. Give me your. Let's give, give me your top five. Like, top do you have a top five? Five or Ooh top my. three? Uh, let's, let's do top three, and then I'll give an honorary mention fourth that I don't think is as bad as people say it is. Does that does okay. that work, Are Sure, on board with that. Sure. Um, okay, number one, probably a boring one. The the, the script state. I mean, ding, 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 ding. That's that's the far and beyond the the best uniform that we have. Uh, Number two, I shouldn't have said far and beyond because number two was pretty fire as well. The the Flintstone era jerseys as well. I love those. Love that design. Love the the Greek accents uh, as well. That was nice. (laughs) nice. Well, I'll give my thoughts on the Flintstones jerseys after you you give me your. Oh, your I got a feeling I'm not gonna like them. Uh, and then I like this is kind of I guess somewhat I'll say polarizing for lack of a better term because I know some people don't like these at all. But like the Drew Nightel era, white ones with
2: oh. uh, the
1: the state written across the front. Like I I like those. I I was very into those jerseys. So and then the fourth honorary mentioned that like I don't think I don't think it was really that bad. Was the all black with the neon lettering? Like I think that was okay. the right way to do neon. Like it, it was, it was subtle, but it still popped. Like the, the full neons, they were okay. And they're literally just okay because we beat Maryland in a big game. In them. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, if you lose in them, if you just win an us, uh, 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 who cares game? That's no, the, yeah. trash uniforms. No, but since they actually won a big one, and you get the whole moment with Matt Costello, yep. swaying Izzo around, like, yep. okay, yeah. they're upgraded from, uh to, okay, they're fine. I, yeah.
0: I think those are really bad uniforms and they're just like, they're hard to look at,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but
0: yeah, that, the swinging Tom Izzo, like a teddy bear, um, it's that redeems moment deems them. Yeah. It's that moment. I make, I make mention of them in the, uh, the list, but not kindly. Okay. Um, gotcha. So I actually have black and neon at five. Okay. I did a, I, yeah. I did a top 10 All and right. they were at fifth for me. I'm totally with you. Um, neon, it can be really cool, but mm-hmm. it's gotta be balanced. It's gotta have a contrast. And it's got to be kind of sparingly. It's got to be an accent, um, and like the black and neon. Just I think it just looks really cool. And I docked it some spots because it's not really a Michigan State thing. It has you know Correct. black and neon, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you got to have green and white as the it's like a the top
1: uniform. It's a blatant marketing play for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: for sure. But it is um, still a cool uniform. Mm-hmm. So uh, you missed one in the top three, and that's okay. It's the MAC throwbacks.
1: Yeah, they're cool. Um, you just really got to know, like, the MSU history, though. Because, like, I've seen, like, some state fans, probably not die hard by any means, but, like, say, like, I, what is that logo? It's like, uh, come on, it's Michigan. Well, you you, you got
2: to educate you
1: know.
0: the people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So here's, um, I'm just going to read the paragraph. And you guys can go to SpartansWire.usatoday.com if you want the full list. I'm just going to read my paragraph for the 1995 to 2000 rebox.
1: Mm-hmm. Ready? Go for it.
0: So Flintstones era, nostalgia drags these Reebok stunners high up the list. MSU won a national championship in them, and that certainly helps. But these uniforms are really cool on their own, right? The 90s had their own special aesthetic, and these uniforms capture that perfectly. They're much too busy, and they shouldn't look good, yet they do. That's the best way I can describe them. No, they aren't that, better that, that's lo- perfect. Hold on, oh, I'm not oh, done. Oh, 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 oh. They aren't better looking than the current uniforms, but they're better.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, I think if, if you were to ask me, like, why do you like them? I think the first thing that would pop out, other than the Greek accents, of course. But, like, they're just so 90s. Like, they are just they are. so 90s. <laughs> it's, I love them. Yeah. It's just, like, the font doesn't mm-hmm. make sense, really. Like, why is
0: Michigan in state? Like, I don't like I – they're really not awesome. Like, they're awesome, but, like, they're a product of poor design work. <laughs>
1: Which is great. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah,
0: Which it, that, that when it works in like the nineties. Yeah. And you're like, Hell yeah, that's a dope jersey. Like, especially looking back on it now. It's just like, yeah, like the Greek accent is too big and there's too much and it's just like chaos. But it's like the starter jacket thing. Yeah. Like this is horrible. I love it. Yes.
2: Yes.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, there is um, one I missed. There is one that I missed, and I don't know if it's top three worthy, really, but like I, I did love any camo jersey they wore too. I, I
0: hated all of them except wow. for shoot, except for when they played Arizona in
1: twenty sixteen. Those are like the darker ones, right?
0: The the black ones, yeah. Black those and, were sharp. They had black and gray digital camos, yeah. Those are. Those are the ones. I love the aircraft I, carrier I ones
1: too. Like, man, I, I just, uh, I just love the digital camel man. That's a, oh, I, that was a sharp look.
0: I, I, didn't like them. The, the ones where they played North Carolina and Barack Obama's there. I'm like, man, the president's at the game and we look like idiots.
1: Oh, I think we look fire.
0: Oh, I thought we looked terrible. I thought they were terrible. The black ones were cool. Um, sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a camo, uh, just as a baseline. Mm-hmm. I don't care really what it is. I'm not a camo uniform guy.
1: Okay, because I am a camo uniform guy, so it's just a the matter of where you lie on that, I guess. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Here, here's where camouflage belongs on fatigues mm-hmm. um, for battle mm-hmm. and in the woods on somebody mm-hmm. who's hunting.
1: And on a That's basketball it. court on an aircraft carrier <laughs> docked <laughs> in San Diego. That's
0: <laughs> no, if you're wearing them on basketball court, not not, not about that. If you're wearing it on a t-shirt, going shopping, not about that. If it's on your hat, playing a baseball game, I'm not about that. Mm. Just, nope, it's fatigues and
1: it's hunting. Camouflage belongs in those two spots and that's it. <laughs> we'll, we'll meet up somewhere to duke this out in person. <laughs> now, do, do we have the same worst uniform? Because like, now what we just shared with each other about camo is opinions. Now, yes. the worst jerseys of all time is not an opinion. Like, the, the, there is a there, factual first place or worst uniform of
0: all two. Time. No, there There's two. There is one.
1: There is a clear and cut number one.
0: There's two that tie for me uh, for worst. Okay. Um, go on. Go ahead and – Well, no. You, 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 you seem incredibly sure of the one. So oh, tell it's, me the it's, one.
1: It's the script state all bronzes. Those were the <laughs> worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. They look trash in, like, the prototype marketing pictures. It's like, oh, that's not going to look good on the court. Somehow it even looked worse than you could ever imagine. It, it looks like you, like, just finally used the restroom for the first time after not drinking water in four days. Like, it was the most disgusting all-bronze. Bronze is cool as an accent. I always love to see, like, a touch of bronze, if you will. A, oh, a whisper. The PK-80? The PK-80 yeah. uniforms are cool. Sharp. I like those. Sharp. However, the all bronzes and like with the shoes that make it look like we're wearing Tim's out there on the court, like, <laughs> ugh, no, 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 no. And the game reflected those uniforms as well. That was a yeah, rough one like to watch.
0: Crap against Georgetown. Not even a good Georgetown either. Oh, heavens, like, no. No, 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 no. Crap Georgetown. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. You're also. Um, severely undervaluing the silver uniforms they wore against duke in 2003
1: they were at like i don't know oh they're so terrible I, I i think that they get more flack than what they they deserve oh, they are hideous because in the right light at least like silver looks like oh okay those are white ish <laughs> no okay but no. the bronze is unmistakably ugly like <laughs> it
0: looked like they're in a freaking puff daddy video great they're awful. I think they're so awful. The silver ones, the bronze ones, all bronze is worse. But like, yeah, silver state that just never ever do that again. No, really. There's no need to like what they've got now. Mm-hmm. The script state. Yeah, you can bring back the MACs and you can bring back the the black and neons and the greens, uh, green and bronze PK80s. That's all we need. Sure. Here.
1: Now I've always not always stuff, but I've always wondered like how a script state with the state written bronze would look with mm. like out still outlined in that little green. Yeah. I'm always wondering how that be, would look. i give you something. It might be too light. That's the like thing. That, can, that's why you'd have to still do... outline it with the, the green, but like as long as yeah. like the fill in, uh, you know, is, what it is might bronze. look good. It sharp. What might look good is the awful bronze Georgetown uniforms. Just flip them.
0: Cause that was script state. Yeah. Yeah. All green uniforms with
1: uh, bronze state and bronze number. I, I think uh, if you did that, they would look eh. Like they they look fine, like not bad, not not great, but yeah, they would look a lot better. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and at least they're not the. I don't
0: even know the nineteen or no the two thousand football uniforms <laughs> with the stripes on the shoulder pads.
1: Oh wait, where like state is written in like type fourteen font. Yeah, Those, it's yeah. a
0: teeny little state, <laughs> yeah, state. and there's, there's two different greens. Uh, one looks like it's like a basketball jersey over a football jersey, Yep, and then there's stripes on the
1: shoulder pads. Should Those Kelly Green worst... make a comeback? Should Kelly Green make a comeback at all or no? Kelly Green? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that like, is that the... I, it was like a lighter green. It, okay, yeah.
2: that's,
0: the, that's the green before... The green,
1: yeah. Right? Before Hollis stepped okay. in and like made everything uniform, yeah. yeah. Um, I just think of like those
0: terrible football helmets. I didn't like like the okay. like, dark green is such a better look on a football. Oh, hundred
1: percent, yeah. And
0: and really everything. Um, yeah, I didn't like those bright green. Like first year D'Antonio right team, mm-hmm. uh, go even yeah. You know, obviously going back to John L Smith and before that, not a, not a big fan. I I'm I'm a big Whatever it is now, Hunter, I don't even, is it Hunter Green? Oh,
1: I'm sure they got some wacky, like,
0: Spartan trademark green name for it, whatever. yeah. Yeah, whatever the green is now, I'm good. I don't need to go back to, it's It's cartoonish. The the lighter the green, the more cartoonish it looks.
1: Fair, no, I, okay, I, I like that, you, you've swayed me.
2: <laughs> Keep <laughs> right. Kelly Green in
1: the past. Keep Kelly Green in the past. I didn't know it was called Kelly Green. I
0: hope I'm right. Um, you are, okay. I, I just Googled <laughs> Kelly Green, um... And yeah, it was a bunch of different greens, but yeah, I I think that it's that. Um, all right, Matt kicking you out. Nathaniel Botts coming in to talk some hockey, get the smart guy in here. Yeah. Michigan state sweeps number 19, Wisconsin. They've got a bunch of ranked wins this year. Um, and they're looking solid, at least like competitive in the Big Ten for the first time in a bit. So that's cool. Uh, so we'll talk to him about how the season is going. If you're a Spotify listener, uh, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live or at On Spartans on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. All right, welcome back to Locked On Spartans. Pleased to be joined. Now it's been about a month or so since we talked MSU hockey, but Nathaniel Bot. Covers Michigan State Hockey for the Lansing State Journal, has made some time for us today. Nathaniel, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Well, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so last time we talked, man, when was it? It was a it was um around the Michigan, uh, maybe between Michigan and Penn State series or right after Cornell. Um, what's been going on with the team uh, you know, the last four series or so here? It looks like they're um they're playing some pretty good hockey.
2: Yeah, they're playing the uh, they're playing the best hockey that they've played under Dan Cole. Um, that's without a doubt. Uh, you know, you look at that after that Cornell series. You know, they drop a, a competitive game in the first on the Friday night. Then the next next night, it's a six to two loss. But you could see that the team didn't give up fight, and I think that's the biggest trait that this team has that you know some of the previous teams didn't have is that fight. You know, you look they're down uh, last Saturday. It was Johnson three one heading into the third. They end up winning that game. You know, they're they're down three to one against Michigan on the road. They end up winning that game. So, you know, I think that, you know, years prior, you know, I think the team maybe gave up kind of a conceded defeat when things got got rough. Um, but this year and this year it's been the exact opposite. And it obviously helps that you have John Letheman and Nett who got Big Ten first star of the week again this week. He's been an N T A first star this week, he's been one of the best goaltenders in the country.
0: Mhm. Um, what do you think is just the the biggest difference between this year and maybe years prior, where you know we can talk more about this, but it looks like they have a chance to be pretty competitive in a really good Big Ten.
2: Yeah, I mean, right now you know they're sitting up there and in, 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 uh, tie with second, so I mean they're they're right up there, and this is it's a place that they haven't been in a while. I think it starts with the leadership. Um, you know, they have seven seniors, so they have a lot of upperclassmen. Um, you know, you have two guys as captains at Sam Saliba and Tommy Apap. I think the leadership is really strong. And I think that experience has been been a, a big factor into the Spartans' uh, hot start to the Big Ten season.
0: And then what has it been like around the team? Is it Can you sort of yeah, – because it's just been such a, a drag, really, a slug in a lot of ways the last five, six, seven years. Can you sort of feel it turning where, all right, the Danton Cole era – is underway getting footing we're starting to see the results can you sort of feel that within the team like all right these guys are starting to really believe they can compete at a high level
2: absolutely and you know I think that you know when talking to the players you know it's fun for them to talk about you know winning and keeping momentum and confidence high you know usually they have to in past you know guys like Jared Rosberg and Sam Saliba and Patrick Kotarenko these guys have been having to answer questions of how do you turn this thing around? How mm-hmm. do you bounce back? Uh, now it's, you know, how do you keep this going forward? How do you, you know, stay competitive and strong? And it seems like the guys have completely bought into what Dan Cole wants this team to be. And uh, it's a physical team. That's a team that gets out, um, out of the defensive zone quickly, um, gets good transition opportunities, and they have a very strong power play. And, you know, those are all formulas, all the – Whole formula, uh, you know, is going to make a really competitive and, you know, ultimately a successful program.
0: Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting here mid-December. They're right up there in the Big Ten, um and there are a lot of good teams. You know, they get swept on the road at a ranked Ohio State. Notre Dame's really good. Penn State's really good. They just, you know, sweep uh, a ranked Wisconsin team. Do they have a chance to, you know, stay up there? Are they kind of riding high right now? Like, what does it look like long-term? you know, are they maybe a year away from being able to compete for a Big Ten title? Where are they at within the conference?
2: Well, I certainly think that right now, after, you know, given their first five Big Ten series, um, the goal right now is to is to host a series in the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't know if right now, I mean, obviously it's a lofty expectation to expect, you know, a team like this to win the Big Ten right now. Yeah. Um, but I think getting a home tournament series is that's a that's a huge step forward um and i think it's very it's it's realistic absolutely um you know michigan's having a little bit of a down year mm-hmm. um, minnesota's having a little bit of a down year in the way wisconsin's been playing how hyped up they were in, in the preseason um you know two guys with two were went to top 15 in the nhl draft last year um they've been they've been a pretty big disappointment so you know they certainly have found their way up there um and you know the the other teams up there, Penn State, and they took four or six from Penn State, and they took four or six from Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and they did that they did that with Penn State on the road too. So they'll still get them at home. Um, yeah, it's certainly a it's certainly a good chance for them to end up in that top four, of the Big Ten, and you know, hey, they could they could potentially be in the in the conversation to to get themselves into the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just going through this and like some of these results, like man, I know they're right on the fringe of being ranked. They were ranked for a minute and then were swept at Ohio State, but, you know, bounce back with a, a home sweep against ranked Wisconsin. Like, it just feels like they're going to start edging into that ranking. Big chance to do that, uh, really solidify themselves as a, a nationally ranked team here, uh, hosting Arizona State. Now, a lot of uh, casual uh, sports fans, people who maybe don't follow college hockey a ton, probably would be like, wait, Arizona State has hockey? Arizona State's got some pretty good hockey. Um, they're they nationally ranked team coming to East Lansing, and it you know what, a great chance for some revenge after uh, the, the last couple of football seasons.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, they had a really good club program a few years ago, and they finally mm-hmm. got themselves up to to NCAA level. And you know, if you look at last year, they Arizona State swip, swapped the Spartans last year in in Tempe, so I think the hockey team's looking for a little revenge too. Yeah, um, but yeah, they're up there. I think they're they're eighth or ninth in the pairwise rankings and hey you know it it may not be a big 10 conference um but every every weekend counts in in terms of those pairwise rankings and if msu can get you know at least three points here in a home home series with a a top 10 pairwise ranked team um that's going to go a long way for for determining whether or not to will be able to potentially hold on to an ncaa playoff spot
0: yeah this is one of those sort of non-conference things that you could look at for sure. And, and again, anytime you can beat any team, regardless of conference that's uh, up there in the rankings is always good for sure. Well, um, you know, God, we need to get more of these games on TV. I'm just looking here. We've got a few BTNs, ESPNU, stuff like that. We've got to get more of these games on TV so we can see this team more because it's really looking like I'm just following from afar. They're starting to get back to that point where like, all right, they can compete for conference titles. This is a team we can absolutely get behind. Have you noticed um, you know, crowds getting a little bit better at at Mun, or how's that going so far?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, I looked I looked to that uh, Saturday game against Michigan where they they come out with the three o three o win for a series sweep. Uh, that was the loudest I've heard Mun in a, in quite a long time, and that's what you know the players echoed that same sentiment. Dan Cole, you know, mentioned that it felt like they were getting back the arena, the atmosphere felt like they were in the glory days. You know, mm-hmm. and when MSU hockey was really really a a tough opponent for anyone so yeah i mean the crowds have been a little bit bigger the student section is is certainly more amped up um you know and you see like you see in that game against saturday against wisconsin you know they're down 3-1 heading into the third and that student section did not lose any liveliness um you know they get a quick early goal from mitchell and and then you know the stadium was up and i certainly think it helped propel them to to that win among a, a, a number of other wins
0: Mm hmm. Well, if you guys are listening right now and you want to check out this team, uh, get on the bandwagon, as we said about a month ago, because it's starting to feel like it's turning the right way. Um, they're playing home series against Arizona State Saturday, Sunday, 7 p.m. Saturday, 5 p.m. Sunday. And then if you can't make it to that, the GLI is right around the corner. They're going to play Michigan Tech. Uh, Little Caesars Arena on December 30th and then um, either the consolation or championship game of the Great Lakes Invitational. So definitely uh, a couple of really good chances to see the team in the next couple of weeks here. He's Nathaniel Bott, covers the team for the Lansing State Journal. Uh, great insight as always. Thanks so much for the time and we will definitely catch up
2: on the road. Okay. Of course. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. Thanks again to Nathaniel for making some time for us. Great insight uh, from him uh, anytime he joins and talks about hockey and, you know, we tried to get Jeremy Dewar in as well, uh, who joined us when we did our little hockey preview, uh, about a month ago, he wasn't able to make it, but next time, hopefully we'll have both those guys on and I might even mix in Sheehan to, uh, just really get things all spicy. All four of us <laughs> talking MSU hockey. Uh, thanks so much for listening to today's show. Matt and I will be back. Tomorrow for uh, another episode of Locked on Spartans, we're going to talk a little bit of MSU Oakland, things we're uh, hoping to see uh, from that, and just, you know, whatever other typical shenanigans. So rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Until then, I just realized I can't throw it to Matt to uh, take us home. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Bye-bye.